Well, we've been in this 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 month, uh, this new year that we started. You know, we've been claiming things. You remember what we've been claiming? Can you remember? Fear not, right? Fear not. Dream big. And what's the last one? We belong to God. Can you say that? We belong to God. You, you know, through all this mess that's been taking place, we belong to God. God still has a plan. We want to dream big, amen. We want to know without a doubt that we know that God's going to do something in 2021 in our lives. And so we're excited about that. And you never know what God's going to do when you really open up your heart and say, Lord, use me. You know, when you open up your heart and say, Lord, use me, and then you back up, then you better get ready because you're going to be a miserable Christian. Now, you can be a miserable Christian. You can choose to do that if you want to. But I choose to be a happy Christian, amen. I choose to walk in the love of Jesus Christ and just be obedient to him. And we've been in this, uh, the, the text of Mark, and I want to finish uh, the first chapter today. If you got your Bibles and want to turn with me, I want to finish the end of this because, you know, we went through the, the process of Jesus going into the wilderness and through his temptations. And, you know, all of us are tempted, amen. And last week we talked a little about him muzzling up the demons and casting them out. And we talked a little bit about the armor of God you got to have. Amen. Because we got to put on our armor of God. And our armor of God, somebody told me yesterday after or Sunday after service that it's specifically for you. Never thought about that. But it is. It specifically fits us. And the last part of the armor of God is we got to pray. Amen. Supplication and prayer, being in prayer, the power of prayer is just unbelievable. So I want you to think about that today. We are going to have communion, and uh, I normally do it by intention, but since we can't do that, we have the we have the uh, little glasses and, and the wafers in them, and, and that's the way we'll do that. But uh, when we get to that point, uh, you'll know what to do. I want to read from Mark, first chapter, verses 28 through 45. And immediately his fame spread throughout all the region of Galilee. Now as soon as they had come out of the synagogue, they entered the house of Simon and Andrew with James and John. But Simon's wife's mother lay sick with a fever, and they told him about her at once. And he came and took her by the hand, lifted her up, and immediately the fever left her, and she served them. At evening when the sun had set, they brought him brought to him all who were sick and those who were demon-possessed. And the whole city was gathered together at the door, and he healed many who were sick with various diseases, cast out many demons, and he did not allow the demons to speak because they knew him. Now in the morning, having risen a long while before daylight, he went out and departed to a solitary place, and there he prayed. And Simon and those who were with him searched for him, when they found him, they said to him, Everyone's looking for you. But he said to them, Let us go into the next town that I may preach there also, because for this purpose I have come forth. And he was preaching in their synagogues throughout all Galilee and casting out demons. And now a leopard came to him, imploring him, kneeling down to him and saying to him, If you are willing, you can, ca can make me clean. Then Jesus, moved with compassion, stretched out his hand and touched him and said to him, I am willing, be cleansed. As soon as he had spoken, immediately the leprosy left him and he was cleansed. And he strictly warned him and sent him away at once. And he said to him, see that you say nothing to anyone, but go your way, show yourself to the priest and offer for your cleansing those things which Moses commanded as a testimony to them. However, he went out and began to proclaim it freely and to spread the matter so that Jesus could no longer openly enter the city but was outside in deserted places and they came to him from every direction. Amen. I like what John says, north, south, east, and west. Amen. You know, as, as we talk about the power of Jesus, I'm going to scoot this up a little bit. We talk about the power of Jesus today and the moving of the Holy Spirit. You know, uh, is my PowerPoint ready? Is my PowerPoint up there, sister? There you go. I'll just maximize it. Ah. When he touched me, amen. Now, I want you all to think about this today as we go through the scripture. And, and may the power of God touch you today. 
I'm, I'm here to tell you, every one of us needs a cleansing, amen. Every one of us needs a touch. And at some point in our lives, somebody touched you and told you about Jesus Christ. And when you received the Lord into your life, you were touched, amen. I don't care what you say, something happened and it changed your life forever. And so this is what we see is, as Jesus is going out and he begins to touch the people. He begins to proclaim the good news, the gospel of Jesus Christ, something that every single one of us have been called to do. The moment you accept Jesus into your life is the moment you begin to start to proclaim that good news, the gospel of Jesus Christ. So Jesus just continues to preach the gospel, the word of God. That's the challenge for us today as well. Let me get the first scripture up here. Now, how'd that thing go off? There it is. And the compassionate king. Now Simon's mother-in-law was laying sick with a fever, and immediately they spoke to her about Jesus, Jesus about her, and he went to her, raised her up, taking her by the hand, and the fever left her, and she waited on them. I like my version. It says she served them immediately. Now, I want to tell you something, church. So many times in our lives we think that what, what's going on uh, is too little for the Lord, amen. We don't, we don't want to bother the Lord. But I'm here to tell you today, the Lord doesn't matter. It doesn't matter to him whether it's big or little, whether it's a fever or it's cancer. Uh, the Lord we serve can heal it, amen. And when we begin to claim that and name it and walk in that, we're going to see great things happen here. They went to Simon's house and a miracle happened there. She got up and immediately began to, to serve him. Think about that. When you got saved, did you get up? And immediately begin to serve the Lord. Because that's what our challenge is today as Christians. Now more than ever, I believe without a doubt, there's a moving of the Spirit taking place. And we're in that movement, amen. We're in that awakening. We're in that process of God getting ready to do some great things for those people who believe. We got to be out there and be in the battle. We got to be armored up and we got to be ready. That's the challenge set before us. Jesus always had compassion. Jesus was always humble. He was always out there with the people, touching people and ministering to people. And so we need to have this attitude of gratitude about what Jesus has done in our lives. He healed me. I am a miracle standing before you. And I give God the praise every single day for that. I never want to forget it. And we should never forget it. He preached in the synagogue. He healed those with diseases, exorcisms of the demons, and he teaches the gospel of God. That's what we need to be doing, amen? Now, I don't know about you all, but there might be some demon-possessed people in here right now, amen? Come on, you can laugh, you can cry, you can shout, amen, Lord, help me. But I'm telling you, some of us got some issues we need to cast out. We need to get them out of here so we can do what God wants us to do. Hey, a demon is real, amen. Satan is real. Satan knows who you are, knows your name. Satan will sing sweet songs to you. He'll sing Christian songs to you. He'll quote scripture to you. He'll tell you anything you want to hear to get you to do what he wants you to. That's why we need to pay attention, church. That's why we need to be in the Bible. We need to be of the Bible. We need to be about the Bible. When we begin to have that special relationship, we begin to see great things happen. I believe without a doubt this year we're going to see miracles, signs, and wonders done. Amen? And you know why that is? Because the Bible says that these things will follow my church. Are we as church? Amen. All the churches are his church. If they claim Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior and they walk of the true word of God. And so we need to begin to claim that. It said, when he entered, when evening came after the sun had set, they began to bring to him all who were ill and who were demon-possessed. And he and the whole city had gathered at the door. And he healed many who were ill with various diseases and cast out many demons. And he was not, they were not per permitted, and he was not permitted permitting the demons to speak because they knew who he was. Isn't it amazing? Yeah, that's a pretty big screen back there, and I still can't hardly read it. I think I need new glasses, maybe. But isn't it amazing that even the demons knew who he was? But you have all 
the Pharisees and the Sadducees and the scribes and all those people, and they didn't know who he was, but the demons knew. And as Jesus cast them out, as they came from all four corners of that town, I could just imagine, you know, the sun went down, so the Sabbath was over, so Jesus began to do work, amen. Jesus really didn't care whether it was Sabbath or not. Jesus healed any time Jesus wanted to, amen. And that's the way it is today. But they came after the Sabbath. See, they were they were very religious people. Amen. Now, do you know any religious people? There's a lot of religious people out there today. But I'm here to tell you there's a difference between religious and Christianity. Amen. And the big difference is called Jesus Christ. And when we begin to realize that, we can start to begin to claim these miracles, signs, and wonders. When he touched me, oh my. When he touched me, how things changed in my life. How miracles begin to happen in my marriage. How my everything just begin to fall into place. 2021, what are you looking for? What are you expecting? What have you promised God? If you tell me nothing, I'm going to get on you. You should be promising God to do something with your gifts and your graces. Amen. We got a lot of talented people. And we need to be using those talents. We need to be out there doing the Lord's work. Because I'm telling you, just as Jesus done those great things in those days, it said, I'm the same yesterday, today, and forever. Amen. That means we, it can still happen today. But we got to be ready. we got to be prepared. I want to tell you something. Jesus never waited till he was in a crisis and started praying to the Father. Jesus was already ready before he ever started into his ministry, before he was ever anointed by the Holy Spirit and God spoke, he was ready, amen. He'd spent his whole life up to that point getting ready. And as a Christian today, we got to get ready. Don't wait till you're in a battle and say, oh, Lord, help me. You need to pray that God's going to be with you while you're battling, amen. I know Satan's real. I fight him every day. And I'm here to tell you, if the devil wasn't fighting me and trying to beat me up, I'd be able to believe I'd done slipped out. You hear what I'm saying? Don't you think for a minute if everything's going so smooth that you're doing so great. Devil likes to make you think you're doing great. And if the devil's not bothering you, he probably got you. Hear me now, hear me now church. You got to pay attention to the devil. You got to prepare. And so every one of us need to prepare. Do you pray every day? Do you have a relationship with the Lord? A special relationship. When I cry out to the Lord, guess what? He hears me, amen. He knows my heart. I don't even have to pray, but God wants us to pray. He wants us to know without a doubt that we know that we love him. He wants to see that love. I tell people all the time, God doesn't care where you're at. God still loves you. And God will love you to the very end, even if you don't accept him. God still loves you. So many people out here in the world today, they're struggling. They have no hope. They, they think the government's going to take care of them. They don't realize that we, we serve a mighty God who has a, a Savior, Jesus Christ, that covered our sins with his blood. And that we're redeemed and forgiven. We got so many promises in the Word of God. If you get in there and read them and begin to claim them and begin to walk in them, you'll see that God has blessings for you. I never forget when Kim and I went to Israel and we went to the prayer wall, the welling wall. And I had my, I had my prayer requests already wrote, already ready to put in between the big stones. And we went up there and of course, there it's separated. The women pray on one side and the men pray on the other side. But when I went up in there and I started putting those prayer requests in those stones and I started praying, Lord, this is what, this is what I want, Lord. This is what I'm praying for, Lord. And you know, God answered those prayers. I still wonder today, it's been a few years since we've been to Israel, but I still wonder if my prayers are stuck in that wall or if they've eroded and somebody else's prayers are in there. But there's power in prayer, church. I want you to know that today. You need to have a prayer life. You, you need to be serious. And you need to go out sometimes just by yourself. Just by yourself. I love riding motorcycles, and some of you in here know that. And I tell you, I believe the greatest time of all for praying is when I'm on the motorcycle. Isn't that right, honey? She really prays when she's riding behind me. But, you know, there's some places you can get in where you just feel the presence of God. And I don't know what it is about being in the air and going down the road and seeing all the beautiful stuff because it, 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 it comes to life when you're on a motorcycle. 
everything comes to life, the scenery and just everything. But, you know, I love talking to the Lord. I love just worshiping the Lord. I love listening to the music and praising Him, really being able to praise Him. Not being hindered by what somebody might think, but just don't care. I'm going to praise the Lord, all right? Let us praise the Lord together. You know, that's what it's all about. That's why I like the praise team. The ladies up there, they get in the spirit. They start shouting, praise the Lord. They're not up here to entertain, amen. They're up here to worship the Lord, and they're just leading us in worship. That's why it's so important to live a life that's acceptable before the Lord. If you're going to be up here leading us in worship, you better be living a life acceptable, amen. If you're a leader out there, you better be living a life that's acceptable because that's what God calls us out to do and to be. We're, we are held accountable. And so, you know, I thank God that he challenges us to pray. It said, very early in the morning, while it was yet dark, he got up, left the house, went off to a solitary place where he prayed. He was preparing. Jesus got up early, went away from everybody, and began to pray. He was having his time with his father. You need that time with your father, church. Whether it's early in the morning, late in the evening, in the middle of the day, it don't matter. But sometimes we just need that special quiet time with the Father. And sometimes, you know what? You don't have to say a word. You just have to get in the presence because He knows our heart. There's an unction that goes on right there. There's a power that's in our heart when we accept Jesus Christ. He knows everything about us, church. He knows your heart today. He knows where you're at. He knows if you need cleaned up. He knows what needs to be cleaned up. The Lord knows everything. To be renewed and recharged. Man, I don't know about you, but church is a good place to come to be fired up and renewed. But that's not it. When we leave here, then it begins to get real out there, amen. Then you begin to see people and talk to people who don't know Jesus, who don't want to hear about Jesus, and they'll tell you that. Or maybe even start to take the Lord's name in vain. Sometimes you got to check them up and say, listen, that's my God you're talking about there. You'd be paying attention now. You know, sometimes we need to speak up. We need to pray. We need to come on the scene when somebody's struggling and say, hey, let me pray for you. Or you know what? Better yet, let me give you this cross that I prayed over. You put that in your pocket and keep it. And every time you feel it, you'll know the presence of the Lord is with you and that we're praying for you. You see, there's powerful things we can do on our journey if we just take time. The Lord will quicken your spirit if you have a relationship with him. As you go on your daily routine of your job or whatever it is you do, God will quicken you. God will put people in your path, but you got to be ready. You see, you just don't get out there and start walking around and not be prepared, but you're ready. You're reading the Bible. You know how to pray. You know how to talk to the Lord. Well, preacher, I just don't know how to pray. What do you mean you don't know how to pray? You know how to talk, right? I know a lot of people, they can talk. My, my son used to say, talk, 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 talk. When he got tired of me preaching, he'd say, talk, 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 talk. But it's true. We know how to talk. We know how to pray. The Lord knows our heart. So he took time because he was preparing for the journey. Church, I don't know whether you realize it or not, but he was on the journey to the cross. You hear what I'm saying? He picked his disciples and called them to come. He was getting ready to teach them because they were going to be the ones to teach the world, the first disciples, and pass it on down to us. He was preparing people for what was to come. We need to be preparing people for what's to come. We need to be out there proclaiming the Lord's name. We need to be out there praying and seeking God's face and studying, preparing for how God's going to use you. How's God going to use you? How's he going to use you? Is he going to use you? Yes, he is, if you're faithful, if you're willing. He probably won't if you don't want to. That's the thing about the Lord. He loves us so much, he doesn't make us do anything. But if you want the blessing, if you want God to walk with you side by side, when you get in line with him and begin to follow him, things get better, amen. Finances get better. Marriages get better. Friends get better. Everything gets better. And I've been married to Kim 39 years, and I love her to death, amen. And my life just gets better and better. And, you know, I thank God there could have been times where she could have left me. Could have been times where we could have separated for good. But God had a plan. 
God has a plan for us today, church. And so we got to get ready. So it said, when they found him, they said to him, everyone is searching for you, Jesus. And Jesus answered, let us go on to the neighboring towns so that I may proclaim the message there also for that is what I came to do. You see, that's what he came to do. He, he wasn't prideful or boastful. He didn't care if there was a bunch of people looking for him. He didn't want to be in the scene. He didn't want everybody gathering around him all the time. But let me tell you what, when you see the power of God begin to move, people are going to start coming to see what's happening, amen. When you start to see miracles and signs and wonders being done, people are going to come to see what's happening. And that's what had happened. People were still there waiting on him. And he said, well, it's time to move on. See, the, the disciples were probably so pumped up and get a little bit of pride in them. Like, man, this is my brother right here. You know, this is Jesus. Me and Jesus, we're tight. Yeah, that's right. You know, they're talking to all the people out there. Jesus said, time to move on. Time to go. See, it's not about us, church. It's never about us. When it becomes about us, we're in it for the wrong thing. When it becomes about Jesus then that's when things begin to happen. So he told them, he said, let's go. We're going to another place. We're going to move on. I've been called to share the gospel, the good news. Aren't you glad? It's, it's called good news for a reason, amen. It's called good news because it will change our very lives. It's called good news because it's changed our life. And so, you know, as we share the good news, the gospel of Jesus Christ, as we're on this journey to the cross, I want you to continue to think about it. We're getting ready to go into Lent. Does it, do you all ever do Lent? Well, a lot of people think Lent's for Catholics. That's not true. Lent's for Christians. And what it is, you start Lent on Ash Wednesday, and it's 40 days to Holy Week, and you challenge yourself to do something you've never done. You either quit doing something, that you really like to do, or you start doing something that you've never done before. Now, this is good stuff, amen, not bad stuff. And you name it, and I've done it. First pastor that I was ever under came from a Roman Catholic background, and he had Lent. I didn't know what it was, but he began to challenge me. You quit eating stuff that you shouldn't be eating, or you, or you, or you start reading your Bible more every day. Uh, you know, it takes 40 days to start a habit. You know that? 40 days. Hopefully by the time you're, you're done with Lent, you've, you've gained a good habit. And so, you know, I, I want to challenge you because I'm going to do Lent. Amen. I'm going to challenge myself to do something for 40 days. You remember when they had the, uh, what was that, honey? They had the tsunami in Japan, right? And, and I, I quit watching TV for 40 days. And that's when they had the tsunami in Japan. That's why I can remember it so well. I didn't get to see it because it was on TV, but I could hear it. I could listen. You know, there are just things. People gave up coffee. If anybody knows, yeah, I've seen Brady over shaking his head. <laughs> what? It ain't happening. Now, this is not something you give up because it's fun. It's something you give up that draws you closer to God. So when you start to pray, God knows you're serious. Amen. You want to get serious with God? Fast a little bit. Miss a meal. I dare you to miss a day or two. And I guarantee you, you'll begin to see the power of God come down and begin to speak to you. But that's the challenge, you see. And then at the end of Lent, we have Holy Week. And on Good Friday, we hang on the crosses. And I'm going to tell you something, church. That's one of the most humbling things I've ever done in my life is hang on the cross. You hang on the cross. Over by the subways, there's three crosses. Anybody ever seen them? That's where we hang on the crosses. We have ladies who dress up like, uh, like Hebrew women. And the men hang on the crosses. We have people out there with whips, John, wearing, wearing armor like the Romans. And it gets really real when you're up there and you're thinking, man, Jesus hung on this cross for me. But he died on that cross for me. And so I want to challenge the men in here to, to pray about, think about getting on those crosses. I've seen all kinds of people on those crosses. I've seen little kids. I've seen brothers. I've seen people as old as 80 on the cross. I've seen all kinds of men on those crosses. So I want to challenge you to think about that as we go through this process of the journey to Jesus.
You see, a lot of people just want to go straight from Christmas to Easter. Forget about all the suffering. I don't like that suffering stuff. You know what I mean? I don't want to deal with that. Well, I'm here to tell you, we, we need to deal with the suffering. We need to understand there was suffering. Jesus paid a price for every single one of us. And as we get closer to God, there's going to be some suffering. Church, there's going to be suffering. There's going to be trials. There's going to be trials. There's going to be temptations. But guess what? Jesus promised never to leave us or forsake us. So I want to challenge you on this journey as we start. Be praying about what you're going to do for Lent. Because I'm going to challenge you. Be praying about getting on the crosses with us or being a part of what takes place on Good Friday. We do it for six hours from 12 to 6. It's a powerful thing. People, thousands of cars drive by that intersection. And guess what, John? There's a red light there. They got to stop. They got to see. I've had people say, what's John 3.16? Really? You don't know what John 3.16 is? Man, I'm telling you, what a witness in the public. You see, we can praise the Lord all we want here and have a blast, and that's all great. But what are we doing out there to be a witness? That's where it matters the most. That's where people that will never come in these church doors will see us is out there. And that's when we need to love them the most, church. Just like Jesus did. He loved everybody that came. He was casting out demons and doing miracles and healing people. Man, I love that stuff. I believe without a doubt we're going to be in that one day. Amen. The primary mission was to preach the gospel, the good news. That's what his primary mission was. So we get to the, we get to the leper. And, and I love this part right here. It says, a man with leprosy came to him, Jesus, and begged him on his knees. If you are willing, you can make me clean. Filled with compassion, Jesus stretched out his hand, touched the man. I am willing, he said, be clean. And immediately the leprosy left him, and he was healed. Amen. Can you just imagine being a leper during that time? I want to tell you something, church. Leopard was one of the most miserable things that you could be. A lot of people think that you've done something, that you were a bad sinner, that God was punishing you for, for this. But that's not the truth. Sometimes you just get it. It was, it was a very bad disease. And, and, you know, the disease started out, it started with little spots. And then it began to be sores. Then the fingernails would begin to rot and fall off. Then it would begin to go into your joints, and your joints would actually rot, and they'd fall off. This was a terrible disease, and this, you know, the rabbis and everybody, they made fun of these people. It even has stories of rabbis throwing rocks at them to keep them from getting close to them. These are religious people, church. They wouldn't even look at them. They wouldn't even give them a drink of water. And if, the, and, and if the lepers come so close to you, they have to shout, unclean, unclean. And, and get this. As I was studying this, guess how far apart they had to be, John? Six feet. I said, wow. How far are we supposed to be apart? Six feet. You know, as this leper came, he surely had to have heard the good news. He surely have had to heard the gospel of Jesus Christ. And when he went down and he said, Lord, if you can, Lord, if you can, will you? What, what's in your life that, that you need cleansed from? I know it's not as bad as a leper, but I'm here to tell you, it was bad for that leper. He had no love. There was nobody giving him compassion. They even had to dress Kind of like a funeral dress. They had to garb up and, and robe up so people would know who they were. And, and they couldn't be around any, any people. They didn't have that love that we have. Can you imagine? Can you just imagine the compassion that Jesus had when he seen him? And he reached down. And what did he do? He touched him. You're not supposed to touch him. This might have been the first time that leper had ever been touched. And he said, you're cleansed. And he got up. Woo! Ha ha! I tell you what, when he got up, I can only imagine what was going on in his mind. You know what I mean? When he had, he had sores all over him, probably bone things falling off of him. He said that, that he had it bad. And then he became whole. And it changed him, church. 
just as it changes us every single day when Jesus touches us. Now he told him, he said, now you go back and you go tell the priest because they got to do a ceremony for you. They got to do a Levitical ceremony. Well, they never, they never ever seen a leper healed. There'd never been one healed. Jesus knew without a doubt this would be a great thing when they went into the high priest and said, I need to be cleansed with, with the hyssop. What was it? It was redwood, cedar wood, hyssop, and scarlet that they cleansed him with after they were healed from leprosy. Never had been done before. Probably the first time it had ever been done to this point. Think about that. Church, what do you need in your life to be cleansed? Where are you struggling at? I'm here to tell you, the Lord can do it. See, they actually said that leopards were like walking dead people. You know what I mean? Because they were basically dying. They were falling apart, rotting away. And basically what you could call us, people who don't believe in Jesus Christ, when we didn't believe in Jesus Christ, we were walking dead people. Amen? We were walking around out here zombies. You know what I'm talking about because we've been one of them. Not, well, not everybody. But a lot of people who lived out in the world and done the things of the world, we were just walking dead people. We didn't even realize it. But when Jesus touched me, amen, when Jesus changed my life, I'm telling you, things change forever, and they'll continue to change. Will you let Jesus touch your life today? Will you let him work on those places that you know you need help with? Every single one of us need cleansed, amen. Every single one of us need touched. We need to hear that good news, the gospel of Jesus Christ. We need to receive it. Then we need to begin to go out and tell somebody about what the Lord's done for us. That's why I tell everybody, I want to hear your testimony. I want to hear how God touched you and how God has healed you. The good news of Jesus Christ. But you see, the leper, he wasn't obedient to Jesus, was he? Jesus said, now you go out of here and don't say nothing to anybody. Now how can you do that? If Jesus healed me, I'm going to tell everybody, John. When Jesus healed me, I begin to tell everybody once I realize what happened. It took me a couple of days to realize I was healed. It took me a couple of days to realize that my addictions and my alcohol abuse was gone. And what my wife thought I was crazy for about two days till I told her, I think I got saved. I did get saved, amen. I did get saved. Poured that beer down the drain. Started going to church. Lord, let me tell you the looks I got when I went to church. These people knew me. I was from around here, amen. They knew who I was. They knew where I'd been. A lot of them said he'll never amount to anything. He'll probably die or go to jail somewhere and be in jail the rest of his life. That's what they thought about me. But you see, God has a plan, amen. And his plan was so much greater. And it's still God has a plan for us today. Fear not. Fear not. Dream big. We belong to God. You belong to God. Don't act like you're. You're all miserable and not blessed and all that mess. You are blessed. You belong to God. And if you belong to God, you need to get in line with God. You need to be cleansed. And then you need to be out there doing something. Don't stand around and say, oh, John can do it or Doug can do it or, or Sam or Andy or this one or that one. You do it. If God tells you to do something, get out there and start doing it. And be glad about what God calls you to do. That's the greatest thing of all when he touches us. Remember, church, you got to keep praying. You got to keep seeking his face because he wants to touch us. Aren't you glad? When he touched that leper, that leper was healed. I can imagine as he ran through the highways and the byways and the wilderness, he was praising God. I think sometimes we need to get a, a running spell. Amen. We, we, we need sometimes just to praise God for how good he is to us because he's been way, way too good to me. Amen. Been way good, too good to all of us. What I'm going to do here as we get ready for communion, and I want you to think about it as we come to the communion table. I've had people tell me, preacher, I'm not worthy to come to the communion table. Yeah, you are. Every single one of us are worthy. We just got to ask for forgiveness. We just got to ask Jesus to cleanse us. And he does. That's all we got to do. But I want to read the scripture from 1 Corinthians the 11th chapter, verses 23 through 28. 
said, I received from the Lord that which also I delivered to you, that the Lord Jesus, on the same night in which he was betrayed, took bread. And when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, Take, eat, this is my body, which is broken for you. Do this in remembrance of me. And in the same manner, he also took the cup after supper, saying, This cup is a new covenant in my blood. This do you as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. For as often as you eat of this bread and drink of this cup, you proclaim the Lord's death till he comes. Therefore, whoever eats this bread or drinks this cup of the Lord in an unworthy manner will be guilty of the body and the blood of the Lord. But let every person examine themselves, and so let them eat of the bread and drink of the cup. Amen. So as we prepare for communion, that night, when he was in the upper room, he, he took the bread and he showed it to the disciples. And he, and he broke the bread. He said, take eat this as my body broken for you. Do this in remembrance for me. We're the body, church. Every single one of us here, everyone out there that claims Jesus Christ the Lord and Savior, the church, the body. We're the body. Then he took the cup after supper and he poured out the wine. He said, drink this as often as you can in remembrance of me. You see, it's in remembrance of him. Not of us, but of him and what he done for us. So as we come today, I want you to think about what he's done for you. He's done so much for us. I'm going to ask everybody to stand. What we're going to do, I'm going to give you a few minutes to pray. And then I'm going to bless the sacraments here. I normally do it by intention where you have a piece of bread and you dip it into the cup, but we can't do that with the virus going on. And so we got these, these cups here. The top one, first one peels off, you get the bread, and the second one peels off, you get the juice. And as you want to come, I want you to come and, and, and get one and partake of it. You know, God loves us so much, doesn't he? He loves us so much. I thank God every single day for that. But let's bow our heads. I'm going to give you just a little bit of time to pray. Then I'm going to ask the blessing on the sacraments. And then we're going to pray the Lord's Prayer together, okay? Let us pray. Heavenly Father, as we come to you today, it's hard to imagine what you have planned for us, Lord, because so many times in our lives, we don't dream big enough, dear God. And so, Lord, I, I thank you that we belong to you today. And as we come to the communion table, I ask that you would just bless this bread and this juice that it would become the body and blood of Jesus Christ. And as we partake it into our bodies, Lord, we would feel your spirit and your power moving in our lives, dear Lord. We thank you, Lord, that you called us to remember you. And so, Lord, we do this in remembrance of you. So, Lord, now we pray the prayer that Jesus taught us to pray. Our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And give us this day our daily bread. And forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory forever. Amen. Amen. Come celebrate, please. Everyone come.
Aren't you glad today he forgives us? Uh, we can come back to him as many times as it takes. But you know, after a while, we should get it. Amen. We should figure it out. He loves us so much. We talk about it and celebrate recovery as relapse. We fall back. And, you know, as Christians, if we're not careful, sometimes we can fall back. We just need to be strong in the Lord. Amen. I want to pray a blessing on you today as we leave this place, as we, as we do God's work, that you know without a doubt that you're healed and that God promises to take care of us if we just have faith. Let us pray. Lord, we love you and we praise you today. We thank you for each and every one that could be here. And we thank you for the way we can minister to so many people over the airwaves, dear God. We pray today if there's ones in here that don't know you, maybe today would be the day. We pray if there's ones in here that need a cleansing, Lord. They know where they need that cleansing at. We claim they claim that today. Lord, we thank you for your mercy and your grace. We're just sinners saved by grace. We're not perfect in no means, but we're on that journey, Lord, and we thank you that you called us to do that, Lord. So just go with us through the week. Help us to be that light in this dark world. Help us to be out there giving people hope. Let us be able to be bold in our witness. Tell people about the good news, the gospel of Jesus Christ, and how it's changed your life. And, Lord, we're just going to give you the praise and the glory for how you use us. Lord, help us to fear not. Help us to dream big. Help us to know that we belong to you, Lord, because when we know that, nothing, nothing can come against us. This is what we pray in your holy and precious name. Amen. 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 Put something, put something on Andy. Just spend a, just a moment. I think the Lord wants to do some things here today, like He already has. But I, you unravel me with a melody. You surround me with a song of deliverance. Ronald's having surgery this week. He's having a having a uh, place removed off of his leg. It's a what was it called, Ronald? Hematoma. Father, I pray for Ronald in Jesus' name. Father, I pray in Jesus' name you dissolve it. In the name of Jesus, I thank you for your healing power right now in Jesus' name. From the top of his head to the soles of his feet, healed whole well in Jesus' name. I thank you, Jesus, for that. Father, we pray for Sandy and her back right now. Father, we pray in the name of Jesus, Father God, that... Her body would line up to the will of God and be healed, be whole, and be well in Jesus' name. Father, we pray for the discs to line up in her back. Father, we pray in the name of Jesus, every vertebrae to snap in place under the authority of Jesus. Whatsoever we bind on earth shall be bound in heaven. We bind it. We bind the sickness in Jesus' name, and we thank you for the healing power. Loose the healing power right now, Father God, in Jesus' name all over this place all over this place something that keeps coming to me uh, several times this morning if you're struggling in this area of your of your body right in this area if that's you and you want special prayer in that area come up here and let me anoint you and pray for you but it's right in this area there's an area of your of your body right there that's hurting right there if that's you Take just a moment.
Is that you right there? Jesus, how worthy. Just spend just a moment. Let's just continue to pray. something that I haven't called called out today, but that you want prayer today, prayer, I encourage you to come and let's pray for you. Let's believe God for your healing. His arms, a fortress for the weak. Let faith arise. Worthy is the Lamb. Let faith arise. I lift my hands to Sydney came up. Sydney came up today. She came up today, and the doctors told her that she had carpal tunnel in her hand, and she said, "My hand is numb, and I can't feel anything." What What are you feeling now? They're not cold anymore. God's faithful, is He not? Hallelujah! Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for the Holy Ghost, Jesus. Hallelujah. By your faith, be made whole. Hallelujah. Thank you, God. Anyone else? Anyone else have a prayer, a need healed in an area of their body or their mind or their emotions? Come and let us pray for you. Thank you, Jesus. Worthy is the Lamb. 
Anyone else? Father, I pray for hearts that are grieving this morning, today. Father, I pray where there's a grieving heart right now, I pray in Jesus' name for joy unspeakable and full of glory right now in Jesus' name. Father, we curse this coronavirus and command it back to hell where it belongs in Jesus' name. Whatsoever we bind on earth shall be bound in heaven. Whatsoever we loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. And Father, we bind it right now in the name of Jesus. Command it to be gone. We apply the blood and plead the blood of Jesus over the church today. We pray Psalm 91 that no sickness, no plague shall come by our dwelling. In the name of Jesus, thank you for your healing power today. In the name of Jesus, we worship you. We give you thanks and praise. And always we give you all the glory because you're worthy. The church said, amen, hallelujah, hallelujah. Give him some praise in the house. Yeah, he's a worthy God. He's a worthy God. Hallelujah. Praise you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Pastor Doug, awesome message. Man, I tell you, praise God. He's just so good. We encourage you to stick around. If you want to know the finances of the church, we have one business meeting a year, and we're doing that today. And uh, so give us time to readjust everything, and then we'll, we'll get with everybody here in just a few minutes. Have a seat if you need to go to the restroom and, and go ahead and do that. And thank you, Jesus, for your healing power. Amen. Have a great day in Jesus' name.